It's the 4th of July, and I was going to take today away and, and record on Monday. I was. I was going to sit down and, and relish things and, and, and try to get by. This is not a great day for me. It carries some baggage. Um, but that's not really what I want to talk about. Like I was, I was going to record on Monday, and I was going to sit down and do a kind of fun grab bag episode. I literally just told somebody last week, like two days ago, that we were going to do a grab bag episode, and I was going to talk about what I'm reading and what I'm listening to and all that, because it's fun to do sometimes, and it's easy. And then I went on a walk this morning, and I listened, and I listened to various audio clips I saved throughout the week to help me with character studies and things like that. And I saw all the American flags, and I went to a grocery store because I needed some more coffee creamer. And I heard a couple of testy exchanges. And, and, you know, the confession... This is supposed to be me talking every week about what's going through my head. And and so, honestly, today... You know, it, it's the 4th of July. It's Independence Day. It's American Independence Day. When we talk about, you know, the celebration of, of victory... Well, declaring independence from the British that would then lead to a really unpleasant military conflict, um, but but is seen generally as the founding of America, and then, you know, to be distinguished from Juneteenth, uh, which is a different holiday to celebrate a different thing when a large number of people who were enslaved in the United States no longer had to be enslaved, or different from the Stonewall riots when we talk about a group of people that that just wanted to love one another in a way that, that a, a section of society said was wrong. So America's really tied up in this freedom narrative. And, and I kind of am too. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I'm kind of tied up in this too. You know, I've, I've said it before. If you're just tuning in or you've never, you know, caught me saying it before, I, uh, I served in the military. And, and not for two years. Before. Like, I served in the military for 13 years. Um, I left seven years short of retirement. I, I kind of did my rising up the ranks thing and everything else. And then I just, I decided I didn't want to be there anymore. Um, I, I don't regret, by the way, my service. I never do. Uh, I, I traveled the world, saw some of the less fashionable parts of it. Um, and so they always have this saying that freedom tastes different for people who've served, um, and I, I guess I kind of get that to a degree because every day for, for 13 years, I woke up and I put on a uniform and I, I served in the military under the U.S. flag. And I had to learn to put my stuff aside because the, the military doesn't really accept your stuff, right? Like you made a commitment, you owe time, and unless it's Ill, unlawful, immoral, or unsafe, you're doing it. And that safety thing is is kind of loose in the sense of, like, we know the work is dangerous, so you can't just be like, well, going to war is pretty effing unsafe. You can't do it. So I, I find myself today thinking about freedom. Because it's a thing in America, right? Freedom's like a religion in America. You could almost say freedom's our second god or our first god for some people, or our third or 25th god, or, or just a thing that conceptually we like to cling to. Whatever, don't read too much into the metaphor there. But we do. We talk about it tons. In the last year with the pandemic, 
not wearing a mask because of freedom. Like, we invoke freedom as though it's this great sacred word. And it's, it's weird, and I think about it a lot, and I've, I've continued thinking about it. You know? This invocation of freedom. Because the truth is that a lot of people have a very shallow definition of freedom. We view freedom as this like singular autonomous thing that, that we alone possess and that can be stripped from us and that has to be protected at all costs. And so we build walls and fences and we buy arsenals and we're ready to kill a person to protect our freedom. And, and in the long run, what we're doing is, is we're kind of loving it and petting it. No, I love my pretty little pet until we crush it like Chris Farley's proverbial pet and Tommy boy. And until we, we teach ourselves to, to hate and fear everybody and to think that our way is the only right way and that things would be better if our way was the way that things were done. And, and just we, we give rise, oddly enough, in our shallow freedom, we give rise to what makes totalitarian regimes. But that's not what I'd want to talk about. I want to talk about my thoughts on freedom and how they're deepening as I get older. Because they are. They're, they're getting deeper, right? Like, I was thinking about it today. I will not be naive enough at 41 years old to talk about freedom of action or freedom to live your life the way you want. If you want that, there are whole podcasts dedicated to your life's freedom, right? There are whole books dedicated to how you can live free. And we talk about things like the freedom lifestyle and yada, yada, yada. And it's garbage. It's another grift. I get it. Some people do not have the freedom we think they should. Right, And it's easy to sit in the United States and say, well, you know, poor little Afghan kid could have more freedom if he was just willing to get off his duff and do it. Right. Because you were born into it. I know it sounds horrible to say, guys, but that's the thing, right? Freedom has become this kind of... I, I'm really thinking about it a lot today because freedom is important to writers and to creatives. Like, it is one of the things we, we need to be able to do our work. And, and freedom has become this commodityed buzzword for politicians to go, I'm here for your freedom. We're taking back freedom. We're doing freedom, right? Like, okay, hashtag freedom. It, it's, 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 it's almost meaningless until you put personal definition on it. It's like honor, right? Like, you can come up. I love old samurai movies and all, and we could always talk about how we were insulted. You insulted my honor. But, you know, I mean, kind of the... And look, and I, I have a deep respect for Japan... I play taiko drums. I, I, I study Japan. I'm actually trying to teach myself Japanese badly. Um, I really do. I really love Japan and Japanese history. But to be perfectly honest, like it's kind of a social structural oopsie in their history that the samurai determined this bizarre, bizarrely specific code of honor. When the reality about honor as a philosophical construct is that it's something you create in your own head. Right? And other cultures have done it, too. I don't mean to call out just Japan. Don't get me wrong. Europeans have had plenty of honor garbage in their day. Hell, we have the freedom garbage going on right now because instead of actually appreciating freedom and developing personal definitions for it, we view it like some mystical... It's like, you know, it's like the briefcase in Pulp Fiction. If you open it, it's golden. Is that what I think it is? Yeah, it's freedom, man. And we lock it in our gun safe and stand guard 24-7. Floodlights, big fences, gates, guard dogs, the whole thing. Because if you come from a freedom... I'm going to get you. And of course, uh, you know, sidebar, most of these guys have never actually served in the military, which is always my favorite part. Um, you know, better to be a wolf 
till it was time to enlist. I don't know. I, I digress. The point here is, I was thinking about Freedom Day, and I, I thought about it. And I thought about outside of freedom of action and freedom to live the life you want, which can be harder than you think um, and can be limited. Circumstances can limit it. You know, I thought about, you know, I wanted to talk about a different sort of freedoms that, that are in my head a lot lately. They are. And one of them I'm going to tell you is, is the freedom that can never really be impeded upon except by you. And that's freedom of thought. I guess we're just going to dive right in. It's freedom of thought, right? I grew up kind of a cretinous little child. I did, man. I was, I was angry. I'd been mistreated. I was abused. I, I was acting out at the world. And the thing that kept me from probably becoming like a junior grade Tony Montana is freedom of thought. I don't know, man. Something in me. I read books. I talked to people. I listened to what they said. Even if I disagreed, I listened. And I mean, I didn't just listen to hear myself get a chance to talk. Like, I listened, listened. You know, like, I, I sat there and I listened. You know, and tried to understand and tried to see how I felt about it and allowed my beliefs to be challenged. Because when you really have freedom of thought, it shouldn't be comfortable. Right? We have this misconception that thinking should be cozy. And it shouldn't. Thinking should be uncomfortable. There's a reason so many people decide not to do it. It's true. We don't, we, we just decide not to do it. In spite of the universal truth that free your mind and your ass will soon follow, we just go ahead and do whatever. We just let ourselves be told things. And the funniest part is we let ourselves be told things by people who are telling us they're telling us the right things. So that we go, yeah, I have freedom of thought, man. I listen. Like I listen to this guy and this guy and this guy. And that's my freedom of thought. And I don't listen to the other guy because the other guy's wrong. Very happy to see the freedom of thinking going on over there, junior. It's, it's just, we don't do it right. We freedom of thought is the freedom to think, to experience, to talk. I think I, I got my big, like, breeze of, of later life energy in, in writing and a small amount of local notoriety, if anything, from going out to meet 100 people in 100 days. And that was just freedom of thought. Freedom to go out and talk to people, and I had people be like, oh, you could have had more conflict. Well, I could have. And it wouldn't have been hard. There were some people I met during that that I fundamentally disagree with. Right? Like, I'll go ahead and tell you right now. I met with a young Earth creationist there who talked about being a young Earth creationist. In fact, we openly talked about our differing opinions on how the world and life were created. Um, and it was great. We, we did. We had a talk. I, I vehemently disagree. I vehemently disagree with young Earth creationism. I, I don't. I don't buy it. Don't send me emails. It's never going to happen. But we talked, and we had a decent conversation, and we, we heard each other out, and I still disagreed at the end, but I took a minute to entertain him and to entertain the thought. Because that's why I'm not worried about hearing other people talk, I, I, I think. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's the thing. All the kids are doing the thinking. But you do, you have that freedom of thought. It's, it's probably the one bit of freedom no one can ever take away from you internally because it occurs internally, right? Now, you can take it away from yourself. You can allow grifters and other people to tell you what you should think and then never question because they say questions are bad and just move forward that way. And then you there you go. No freedom of thought. Done. 
but I prefer to think. Now, freedom of thought's a big one. Like, are you right? Are you wrong? Are you maybe mistaken about a couple things? Who knows? Have you ever taken time? Someone tells you a different religion from you, or they think a different thing than you. Have you ever taken the time to learn about it? Like right now, you know, you can hear people rallying against different academic theories and things like that, that I know they've never taken the time to read. They've gotten the cliff notes from the guy who agrees with them. It's not freedom of thought. It's not. It's an echo chamber. But no one took that from you either. You gave that up. Writers, you do this. Writers do this all the time when we try to come up with the perfect writing system or we try to figure out the marketing of the book, right? The beauty of being a writer is that you're supposed to just f fall back into the thinking, fall back into your freedom of thought, into your creativity and let it go. Musicians, same thing. Artists in general, creatives in general, that's supposed to be the beauty of what you do is just falling back into the free-flowing thoughts and pulling something from it, telling a great story or whatever you do. And we give that up because we try to figure out what the market wants or how we're going to get rich or something else, and, and we restrict ourselves. We do. All right, we're no better writers. Like, oh, I'm a writer, man. I have a lot of freedom of thought. Really? Are you trying to write the next Game of Thrones? Yeah, you're not thinking. Right? Like, you're not. You're just, you're following the little dragon. You're like, oh, I can chase it over there. Oh, no, the dragon banked left. Dang it. And you keep doing it. Like, freedom of thought is freedom of thought. That's what we're supposed to do, is appreciate freedom of thought. I'm good with freedom of thought. Now, this next one I'm not quite as good with. I want to get better at it. I think we probably all could get better at it. And that's freedom of generosity. I'm talking about this one because I talked about this shallow freedom where we're all building up walls and all. And there is. I call it the freedom cult. There is a large group of people that I know, and I'm sure there are more of them out there because there's a whole publishing industry to cater to them and a whole like market for, for things for them that are convinced that their, their personal freedom, their freedom, the one that, that you should not ever tell them anything to do, their perfect autonomous freedom is threatened. And so they have to build giant walls for it. And this is, I, I, I personally feel free to, to light me up. I'm sure this is going to be a great episode, by the way, to release and get lit up for just the rantings of a writer. Like, why are you talking about freedom? You know, personally, I don't think that's freedom at all. Freedom of generosity, is, it's, it's your freedom to give people things. It's your freedom to be generous. And there's a lot of ways you can be generous. Be generous with your time. Be generous with your money. Be generous with your effort. Be generous. There's a ton of ways. For artists and creatives, everything we do is about generosity. Right? This is covered better in a book called The Gift. But, so if you haven't read it, write down The Gift and go read it. If you're a writer going, what in the world is he talking about? Because it's covered much better there. But the reality is not knowing the financial benefit of being a writer Telling stories and putting that stuff out in the world is giving a gift, right? Talk to musicians who go and, and play at bars or, or just play during like gatherings where they may or may not get paid a whole lot. They're just out there. That music that they're giving is a gift. Do an open mic. That's a gift, right? Your generosity, you're giving things. I think artists should embrace their freedom of generosity. I think writers should too. I think all people should embrace their freedom of generosity. I know I have non-writers who listen to this show. I think all of you should embrace your freedom of generosity. 
I do. I think you all should 100% embrace your freedom of generosity and get out there and help and contribute and build community because I, who spent 13 years in a military uniform, am as one of the trolls who listens to this show, who I'm sure is listening right now, likes to call me a dirty, smelly, leftist, socialist hippie. One of us was in the service and one of us is a keyboard warrior online. I'll let you guess which. I'll let you guess which because I just trolled him on the microphone. That was a lot of fun. But the point being, right, like get out there and be generous, build community, share. If you are an artist, understand that one of the things you do when you tell a story or write a poem or put something out into the world is that you are giving a gift. You are being generous. Freedom of generosity is a thing. It is. Freedom of thought and freedom of generosity. If we just spent more time challenging the way we think and, and freely exercising that ability to think and then freely exercising that ability to be generous, the world might be a better place. Might not. I don't know. But if I had that answer, I probably wouldn't be here, would I? It might be. And I don't think it's a writing thing. I don't think it's a writer thinking about freedom without the last thing I want to talk about which is about freedom of speech. Now, when I say freedom of speech, here's what I mean. Yes, you should be free to say whatever you want. I am a free speech absolutist. I am. I, I don't think when we start to cut away at what was meant by free speech, right? Like, I, I lean left politically. So there's a part of me that says, well, I don't want this speech. This speech sucks. So we'll just cut that out. But I can see, because of that freedom of thought I've been practicing, if you go further to the right, people going, well, traditional morality says this. So we shouldn't be able to say or do these things either, right? Once we start whittling away at that log, the other side gets to whittle too, and it becomes too much. So I am, by definition, a free speech absolutist. I believe you have the right to say whatever you want. That said, because I hear people going, oh, Matt, hang on. That said, you're not free from your consequences. Look, I'm in the military 13 years, guys. That's how we started this episode, right? I don't believe you're free from consequences. You can go say messed up stuff. You might tick some people off. Ticked off people might come to shut you down. They might demand you get fired from stuff, or they might boycott your book or your store or anything else. That is the breaks of opening the mouth, as they say. And I do it every week on this podcast, where while we don't have the largest viewership ever, I have a couple of trolls who I can hear clicking on the keys on their keyboards right now. Right? That's it. It's there. I'm not free from those consequences. I say what I say. They can be pissed. They're going to do what they're going to do. There are people right now, I guarantee you, I'm going to hear at least one writer go, Matt, why in the world did you just talk about, did you do this long rant on freedom on the 4th of July? And I'm going to go, because it was on my mind. It was on my mind. I mean, think about it. Is it that big a stretch that this was on my mind? I quit a job and I'm out there trying to do it as a writer and, and live a life by my design and my choosing. And guys, it is work. Some days it is amazing. Some days it is rough. I have managed to make it go pretty well and I continue to make it go pretty well, but it is a constant learning process. And if you didn't want to do what I'm doing, I don't blame you. I don't. It is rough. It is just a better life for me than ones I've tried before. I'm happier here. 
But if you're like, oh, man, I don't want to do that. I'm just going to get my nine to five and do it. Then do it. Right. Don't. There's nothing I'm doing that's special. You don't need to be like me. My life is not the definition of freedom. It's not. The fact that I was able to make choices shows a certain amount of freedom. But again, like I said, we always love to be like this. Oh, freedom of action. You can do whatever you want. Uh, you can kind of sort of. You have certain things you got to do. There were certain things I had to get in place so that I could do what I'm doing right now. But I can. Maybe that's why I spent all this time talking about freedom. But yeah, I believe in freedom of speech. I'm a writer. Of course I do. Even for you grifters out there, you know who you are. You know who you are. Both sides have grift. Grift is everywhere. Everybody's a grift. I, actually, I don't get paid. I'm not really a grifter. Um, I don't get paid for this podcast. You can't really call me a grifter. I just say what's on my mind. It's probably due to the poor quality. But the, the point being, look, at the end of the day, your freedom is not your freedom. Freedom doesn't really exist in a bubble. Because humans don't. We're, we're social creatures. We interact. We talk. That's why this pure, absolutist freedom definition just doesn't work. That's why this cult of freedom is so weird. It doesn't work. And you know why it doesn't work? Because. Because at the end of the day, you got to go talk to somebody. And then where does your freedom end and their freedom begin? And we have to start making compromise. Oh, God, he said it. We have to make compromises on our freedom. Because freedom is not the only thing you should have. You should have compassion and empathy and a lot of other stuff going. But, you know, hey, it's 4th of July. So go out there, have a barbecue, take a swim, take a long walk, do whatever it is you're doing. Detonate off some, some fireworks. Try to keep your fingers. I prefer you don't. I'm one of many veterans that don't really react well to them. But hey, you know, that's fine. If you live in my neighborhood, we'll have a talk later, I'm sure. But otherwise... I mean, would you really want your freedom if everybody else had to steer? Like, to have absolute freedom, you have to live in a place by yourself where nobody else's freedom can ever get in the way of yours. Is that really how you want to live? I don't know. I saw a couple people today. I think that's really how they want to live. It's not how I want to live. Writers, artists that listen to me, since I, I can hear you going, what is the point? Here it is for everybody. You don't have absolute freedom. You have a certain amount of it. The secret is not figuring out how to get more of it. The secret is figuring out how to move within what you have to get to where you want to go. Understanding what you can control and what you can't. No matter where you go, there's always something hanging over your head. There's always some restriction. Money is a great way to do that. But the point is, just let your mind be free. Let your heart for generosity be free. Hey, you know what? Let your compassion and tolerance for others be free. Maybe that's what we should be thinking about. 
on Independence Day, not the freedom to do whatever we want, but maybe the freedom to do a few things that are right or good for other people. I don't know. What do I know? I'm just Matt, a working writer. This has been my confession. Happy Independence Day, everybody. Uh, enjoy it. Have fun. Spend time with your loved ones. I will talk to you next time.